handoff to Jonathan oh. Taylor. Hughes hole. He's at the 30. He's going to go. 10, 5, touchdown. Jonathan Taylor made a man miss the line of scrimmage and then runs it into Pater. And a one-handed INT. Are you kidding me? Kenny Moore. What a play by Naheem Hines. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Well, pretty insane bombshell of news. The Indianapolis Colts trade for former second overall pick in the 2016 draft, Carson Wentz. The Colts trade a 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick that could turn into a first-round pick. Under these stipulations, if Carson Wentz reaches 75% of the offensive snaps in 2021 and 70% of the offensive, or if he makes 70% of the offensive snaps and the Colts make the playoffs. So, Andrew, I want to hear your initial thoughts of this trade. The Colts don't give up as much, I think, as maybe some people anticipated, because I know there were some rumors that the Colts could potentially have offered two second round picks. So the Colts end up only giving away a second and a third, potentially a first and a third. Uh, give me your overall thoughts on this trade for Carson Wentz. I love the trade, Cody. I do. I think it's it's a Chris Ballard staple, if you will. It's here's my trade offer. I'm going to stand pat, and I'm not budging. And he laid it all out there. Um, Third-round pick, I think some fans might be a little bit skeptical of the conditional second, which, as you mentioned, given those terms, could potentially turn into a first. I would maybe counter argue and say that if the Colts find their quarterback of the future, then they would happily give up a first round pick next year. Uh, they keep their first round pick and second round pick this year, which I think is absolutely huge because they have needs at left tackle and corner. And now if they would uh, need to, they can use those picks to go address those needs. They still have, excuse me, they still have, as my memory serves me correctly, uh, about 46, 47 million in cap space. That's still top five in the NFL. Um, so th- so they're, they're set. They're set, I think. And, and the other thing I'll say about the trade is this, Cody. If Frank Reich, who has gotten pretty much everything that fans could have asked for out of all the quarterbacks he's had, Luck, Percet, Rivers, and... I think he can do the exact same thing with Carson Wentz. I mean, he was all, he was his offensive coordinator in Philadelphia the year that he was supposed to be the the NFL MVP had he not torn his ACL. Um, I understand the skepticism behind it, but this, to me, reminds me a lot of the Phillip Rivers deal last year in that he's coming off of a really bad season. You're a bit skeptical. You're kind of like, eh, is this going to work? I don't really know. But uh, it ended up working quite well with Phillip Rivers, and I think – Wentz brings a lot more to the table. He's much bigger. He's stronger. He's far more mobile, and it's not even close, mm-hmm. um, which changes up the offense entirely. I, I just think that if there's any coach, I've said it before on podcasts, and I'll say it again, if there's any coach in the NFL that can get you know, what's necessary to, or what we expect him to get out of Carson Wentz, it's right, right, without mm-hmm. question. Yeah. No, I totally agree with you on a couple points there. It's kind of funny. I was talking to one of my friends last night who's a Colts fan, and I was like, man, you know, first off, Frank Reich has not had the same quarterback ever since he's been the Indianapolis Colts head coach, right? He had Andrew Luck. 
His, or yeah, Andrew Luck his first season. He had Jacoby Brissett, Philip Rivers. Now this is quarterback number four for him in Carson Wentz. And you know, I kind of look at it like this: like you know, talking about you mentioned like the mobility, right? Like you can say all you want about Carson Wentz from a physical standpoint, he is everything you are looking for in a franchise quarterback. I mean, everything. He's got the size. He's got the arm. He's got everything that you're looking for. Now, obviously, the stats will reflect that, and we'll get to that. You know, it wasn't a great season for Carson Wentz in 2020. Really wasn't a great season for him in 2019 either. But he's got everything that you need. And I was telling my friend, back to my point, I was telling my friend, I was like, I just want to see Frank Reich with a very talented quarterback, like a young, talented quarterback, right? He hasn't really had that. Um, and you can say what you want about Jacoby Brissett, but I think he's kind of shown what he is, right? And we know Phillip Rivers was on the edge of 40, one of the most, probably the most immobile quarterback in the league last year. And I thought during that uh, Buffalo game, especially, I was like, man, you know, Phillip Rivers obviously played really well in that game, but I was like, can you imagine the Colts with a quarterback that could actually like do things with his legs? Like he doesn't have to be Lamar Jackson, even not even Josh Allen, just a quarterback that can get out of the pocket and do what we saw. Sorry to bring back some old wounds, but do what we saw Andrew Luck do his, his first year with Frank Reich and who, who in his entire career. So for those standpoints, I'm kind of looking at this compensation. People will say, well, man, the Colts gave way too much for Carson Wentz. He's complete garbage. I kind of look at it like this, Andrew. All right, so it's either you get Carson Wentz, you go get maybe Sam Darnold, you get Cam Newton, you get Jameis Winston. I mean, with the connection with Frank Reich, I'm taking Carson Wentz all day. I really am. I'm taking him all day because he's got that connection, and people seem to forget very easily 2017, what he played like an MVP under Frank Reich. And then obviously Reich left to be the Indianapolis Colts coach. And what happened? Carson Wentz and the organization kind of crumbled around him. So for me, I kind of look at it like, man, this is just a really solid trade because either you're going to do sign one of those guys, you're going to trade up in the draft, and those guys aren't even a sure thing either. Right. But you're going to trade up. You're probably going to give away multiple, multiple first round picks. And this trade, you're not giving away one. You may be giving away one. You may not even be giving away a first round pick. And for the prospects that you would potentially be getting there at 21, you didn't even give away 21. But for the, you know, saying, say the Colts didn't make that trade and they drafted somebody at 21. Ballard has even said as much, Andrew. Probably not going to be a guy there that you really want. So I kind of look at it like you, barely, you really didn't give away a whole lot for if he is a you know, if he gets back to that form, you look at it, you give away a first-round pick, who cares? You're giving away a late first-round pick for your franchise quarterback. I really do not mind this trade one bit. Uh, and I know the Eagles also were eating about $30 million of the dead money there. So the Colts aren't paying Carson Wentz that entire contract that the Eagles signed him to, that extension they signed him to a few years ago. Uh, did you have any more thoughts on Carson Wentz? Maybe build off anything I said um, about him and, and the deal and, and all that stuff involving this trade. I'll just go back to what you know what you had said. Um, I, I I I love this deal. I do. I think it's absolutely. It is. I mean, like I said before, it's a Chris Ballard staple. It's here's the move. Here's the compensation, and we're not budging, and. This obviously took a couple of weeks to get done. The uh, suspense, the anticipation around it, I think was sort of getting to a lot of Colts fans and understandably so. But like you said, Cody, his upside is it's a high risk, high reward type of move. Uh, but at the end of the day, like you said, the compensation they gave up was, I mean, next to nothing. I mean, you said it. 
if the Colts go to draft a quarterback at 21, or let's say they, you know, draft somewhere close to that next year. Um, I mean, it's not going to be Carson Wentz, you know, and you said that, you know, Ballard had said that as well. And look at it. I look at it from this perspective too, Cody, you know, let's say the Colts didn't trade for Carson Wentz and they tried to move up and get a Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. Those guys are probably going to be top five, top 10 picks. And there's a chance that you're going to have to mortgage more draft capital to move up and get one of those guys, which you had mentioned are surefire home runs. Right. Yeah. Then you did to give up, then you did to, to trade for Carson Wentz. So to me, this is just, it's a win-win, you know, I I hate to sound redundant, but like I said, if there's any coach in the NFL that can revive Carson Wentz's career, if you will, it's Frank Reich without Hmm. question. And you mentioned his mobility, absolutely huge. As I said earlier, it changes the offense entirely because you go from an absolute statue in Phillip Rivers to a mobile quarterback in Wentz. And you look at where the NFL is, is moving towards, Cody. Your Lamar Jacksons, your Patrick Mahomes, your Josh Allens, all those guys can make plays off script, out of the pocket. And that is so, so, so important in today's pass-heavy NFL. Yep. That's what Carson Wentz does, man. I mean, he does that. He, he really does. He's a quarterback that will make plays that are unscripted. And you just can't teach that, man. You just can't. That's just that's just a thing that some quarterbacks have, some quarterbacks don't. Carson Wentz is one of those guys that has that talent that can do that. Um, and then the final thing I wanted to kind of talk about before we wrap this one up, we already mentioned like we think they can now address left tackle, cornerback, uh, maybe even pass rusher in that first or second round. How much do you think this potentially helps the Colts now luring some free agents? And you think some of those wide receivers like, you know, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, uh, Chris Godwin, some of those names, even Hunter Henry's been rumored and, and, and Zach Ertz, the former teammate of Carson Wentz now. How much do you think this helps the Colts potentially attract some more weapons in free agency to add to their team? Not even just on from a receiver standpoint, but even like just other pieces on this team as well. Oh, I think it makes the Colts a huge attraction for, for free agents, wide receivers, tight ends, defensive players even. I think this is a team that free agents can look at and say they're ready to win now. Um, I understand that Chris Ballard has recently said that he doesn't really feel like they're in their window just yet and that window might be cracked. But if I'm Carl Lawson, Hunter Henry, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, and I see what the Colts did with Phillip Rivers last year and that top 10 defense and a top three offensive line and an absolute monster in Jonathan Taylor in the backfield, and you have really, really solid weapons in Hilton and Pittman in a healthy Paris Campbell, uh, it, it, to me, that's it's. if I'm a free agent, it's it's a top two or three place that, that I want to go to. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I guess I said the last thing, but I just had another thought here. How big do you think it could potentially be for Carson Wentz? We know how bad Philadelphia has been. We even we even saw more and more of it as the season progressed, you know, from a coaching standpoint, from an upper management standpoint. It seems like the Eagles are a mess right now. How big do you think it is? Well, first off, just going to a new place, getting a fresh start. But having a stable organization around him, a stable team, good running game, a good offensive line, solid receivers, potentially adding there, uh, and just a GM that believes in him, how big do you think that is for Carson Wentz and his confidence going forward? Because 2020 was not a good season for Carson Wentz, statistically. It wasn't. He was the bottom of the league in a lot of categories. But how big do you think it is for Carson Wentz to now know 
there's a team that has his back and they have they prove it because they gave away some draft capital and also they have the talent surrounding him to potentially get him back to form well i think it's i think it's absolutely critical uh for wins from a uh, psychological standpoint there have been reports that have come out around the nfl that said you know carson Wentz was maybe a bit drained in philadelphia that there were some relationships that had been uh, kind of gone sour if you will and i think now that he's returned with frank reich uh, and he's got a coach and a gm and a team around him as you said that is going to believe in his abilities and going to believe that whatever carson Wentz has going on from a physical and psychological standpoint that that can be fixed. And if I'm Carson Wentz, I mean, you, you have to feel just you, there's this boulder, I believe that it's just been lifted off of his shoulders. I mean, he was carrying all of this weight within the Philadelphia organization because so many fans uh, were expecting him to be this, this generational quarterback. And then over these last few years, he, he wasn't that, as you said, his numbers did not reflect that by any shape uh, in any shape or form. And so that, that, I mean, it's 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 huge, you know, coming to a team, like you said, that believes that he can be that quarterback the Eagles drafted him to be is is big. Yeah, and I could even speak, and I'm sure you can too, Andrew, speak from experience, you know, going from – I've worked at a couple different places in my life, right? Like, and, you know, I've been at one place where I didn't really feel like I was supported and maybe not even felt like I was wanted at certain points. And then I've been on the flip side. And it's such, you know, it impacts you. It impacts you when you realize, oh, I don't know if I believe in this organization. I don't know if I believe in what we're doing. I don't know if there's, I can trust anybody here. You know what I mean? Like I've been there. And then I've been on the flip side where I know that people have my back. I know that people are going to support me. I know there's a good support system around me. I mean, it has helped and it. It's helped me thrive as a person and what I do. And I know like, no, who knows what's going to happen with Carson Wentz? It could end up he's not a he can't get back to his 2017 form. It may happen. I'm not going to say boom, he's going to all, all of a sudden be a top ten quarterback. No, I'm not going to say that. What I am going to say is that this is the best case scenario for Carson Wentz, and it's a, probably the best case potential scenario for the Colts because you're not going to get a quarterback of this physical stature in that in that round unless you go crazy like we mentioned. So overall, man, I love this move too. The more and more I think about it how little you gave up for potentially your franchise quarterback. I am, I'm going to take this trade hundred percent of the time. I, I really am. I completely agree. I think this is a win for the Colts in so many ways without question. All righty. That'll do it for our thoughts on the Carson Wentz trade. I know this is going to be a very controversial trade. I've already seen people say he's trash and, and people on the, on both sides of this kind of similar, Andrew, like you mentioned to that Philip Rivers signing a year ago, there was a lot of fans who were really against Philip Rivers coming to Indianapolis. A lot of people came around. So if Carson Wentz can, you know, turn it around, hopefully those haters will come around eventually as the season progresses, but that'll do it for this one, guys. Thanks for tuning in so much. And as always, go Colts.